You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Welcome. Another week, another edition of the On Point with Victor show. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, we've got so much to get to, so much good stuff. Um, I, I, and some of the things that have happened, I just can't believe that uh, we get to talk about today that's happened, it just trans, has transpired in the past week. Just amazing stuff. But I, I wanted to take a second here. Uh, the past few days, six, seven days or so, um, I've been going down to downtown Atlanta and helping out with a gift show. And I want to say a big congratulations to the uh, Vegas market people who now own the Atlanta market, uh, once known as the America's Mart. Now I believe they're just calling calling it the Atlanta market. Um, but anyway, uh, I want to give a, a good shout-out and congratulations for them to, for, to going forward with their gift and home show. Uh, it's been, I believe it ends today. It was started last uh, Wednesday, uh, Thursday. And uh, amidst all the craziness and the media and the Democrats, uh, you know, just trying to get his hysteria and put uh, so much fear-mongering out there to keep people in their homes, that this company had the courage to go out and put on a show. And, and folks, look, as much as I disagree with a, with a mask mandate, and again, you will never – ever going to get me to waver on my my stance against government issuing a mask mandate because government doesn't have the power there there you find me in the constitution find me where government can derive the power to force a mask mandate they cannot do that folks that's why i'm against it but i'm not against private companies doing what they need to do to survive in this climate that we're in so if a private business as much as i do not like wearing a mask uh, if a private business says, hey, we've got to wear masks so we can do business, then I'm okay with that. And and the Atlanta folks did it. And let me tell you, they uh, they had temperature checkpoints set up where you had to have your temperature taken, they had to have on a mask, and then you were allowed in to show uh, you were allowed to do business. And ladies and gentlemen, we must move on with our economy. We are Americans we do not run from a problem. We do not hide from a problem. And that includes viral breakouts uh, or any other kind of pandemic or epi- epidemic. We are Americans. We do not run and hide. And we, we are the best people at adapting, figuring it out, and moving on. And the fact that so many Democrats are trying to, to quarantine the healthy – Instead of just the sick, I mean, folks, they've got it backwards. And David, you look like you've got something to say. Well, I, I think there's like every rule, there's an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. And you just said we're in Americans and we don't hide. There's a guy I can't remember his first name, Sleepy Joe or <laughs> Biden or something. Hiding like that. Biden. That's been uh, <laughs> you know locked in his basement. He, he's definitely one that. Uh, to me, is not a patriotic American because he's hiding as much as he can. <laughs> so, David, you are correct. Uh, but, but I do. You know, when I when I talk about we Americans or we are Americans, 
I'm talking about the spirit that, that, that founded this country. The spirit that lifted more people out of poverty than any country in the world. This, the American spirit that is the first to a disaster site no matter where in the world the disaster site is. Uh, and that includes countries that openly hate us. Countries that openly uh, call for the death of Americans just because they don't like your freedom and liberty. We're still the first to go lend them a hand when they need it. And believe me, folks, the people out there that are screaming today for death to America have their hand out tomorrow, wanting the American money, wanting the American might. They want the American help. So so you, you just have to open up your eyes, folks, and, 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 and look for yourself. You can Everything I talk about on this show, you can validate for yourself. And uh, I do not come in here and make things up because I don't have to come in here and make things up. Everything I say can be validated. And uh, if I sound passionate today, it's because this is going to be a passionate show. And and just keep in mind, when you hear me get passionate, just keep in mind, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can go and verify for yourself. But I do want to give a, a, a really, really hand of applause to uh, the folks down at the Atlanta market. Uh, because they figured out how to put on this show. They weren't scared. They didn't cancel like all the other shows are canceling. Uh, they, they got it in their heads that, hey, we've got to, we've got to move forward. We get, we have to save jobs and we have to save this industry. And they went on with the market. So businesses were able to come in and do the business that they need to do. Because if you're not familiar with what I mean by a gift and home market, it's basically where all your mom and pop gift stores. Yes. Applause, please. <laughs> Um, but it's a place where all your mom and pop stores, all your resort stores, and all any 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 store out there from the big ones to the small ones, uh, that's where they go to pick their product that they're going to be able to put on their shelves so you can purchase product throughout the Christmas season. Because right now everybody's trying to get stuff in their stores for the next few months so they can have a good fourth quarter. And if we don't come out and do business and we don't have a good fourth quarter, there's going to be millions and millions more jobs that are going to be lost. And, and we cannot do that to the economy in the name of a virus. We just can't. Uh, now, I'm not saying if you're elderly or if you're immune compromised to just go outside willy-nilly. You need to take more cautious. Just as I said a few minutes ago, quarantine is for the sick, for the immune compromised. It's for the elderly. It's for the people who this virus attacks the hardest. You need to maybe take a little bit more efforts in your quarantining or, or, or just be more cautious. But for you healthy out there, including the kids, you don't need to be staying in your homes. You're actually going to make it worse. And I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that, but uh, maybe next week we'll get into into why that is. Um, folks, look up herd immunity or population immunity. If we don't achieve that, the media and the Democrats, they're going to try to keep you locked in your home forever. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's just it's sad. But anyway, again, let me get back to my point. Congratulations to the folks down in Atlanta because they put on a fantastic show. Look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There wasn't a lot of people there. But there still were people there. There were people there that needed to do business and wanted to do business, and they came and they did business. So, so again, um, they had the temperature points where, where you had to get your temperature taken, taken. You had to wear a mask the whole time, which, again, I it drove me nuts, but I did it, folks. And, again, it wasn't the government telling me to do it. It was a private business saying, look, we've got to do business. We've got to save jobs. We've got to get back to normal. So for, for now, please wear a mask. And you know what? Everybody did. 
and 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 commerce was able to happen. Jobs are being saved because the Atlanta market went forward, and now I believe next week the Dallas market is going to go forward. Kudos to them, because again. To save these jobs, business has got to happen. And then I believe the Vegas market is going to go on uh, in, a, in a reduced capacity for sure. But it's still going to happen. And it's got to happen, folks. We've got to have these shows. We've got to have and, – and business in general, the economy, we've got to get back up. Restaurants got to open. They've got to let you sit down. If you're young and healthy, there's no reason for you not to go to a restaurant, sit down, and enjoy yourself. There's just not. So – and folks – and you Democrats out there, science is on my side. So, okay, so I wanted to start off with that. Now, I want to get into, I want to say something here. I'm going to mention a name, folks, and I want you to look this name up because many of you may not have heard this story. Uh, so I'm going to mention the name. I want you to go look up the name. I'm going to get, not going to get into it a whole lot, but I want you to go look up the name because you need to know that the media is trying to hide this from you. You need to know that the media won't even say his name. When they do a story, they really try and bypass the name. Uh, and it's, it's, it's ridiculous, folks, and especially you Democrats that are listening to me. I want you to hear me say this name. I want you to write it down, and I want you to go look it up. And, and if, you ha- if you don't know this name, then you really have to go look it up because you've got to go read this story and then you've got to ask yourself why is the liberal left mainstream media and democrats trying to hide this story and the young man it's a young boy's name his name is Kenan Hinnett and I'm probably not saying it right but it's H I N N A N T that is his last name his first name is Kenan C A N N O N so Kenan Hinnett or Hinnott uh go look it up folks this little boy was shot point blank in the head. This was not a drive-by shooting that was mistakenly, he was mistakenly hit. A man walked up, put a gun to his head, and shot and killed him in front of his two sisters, eight and I believe nine years old. So not only did they kill this boy, how do you think these two girls are going to grow up now? How do you think they're going to cope and live with the fact that they saw a man walk up and shoot their little brother in the head? Now you're not hearing about this story. And let me tell you why. Because I want you to look it up and find out for yourself, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you why. It's very simple, folks. The young boy was white, and the shooter was black. It doesn't fit the narrative, so you're not going to hear about it. So go look up Canon Hinnat or Hinnett or whatever. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but um, but I want you to go look it up. So uh, yeah, so let me spell this again. Uh, C-A-N-N-O-N is his first name. His last name is H-I-N-N-A-N-T. So go look that up, folks. It's a story, and it's gonna, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's going to make you mad. But everyone needs to know his name, and everyone needs to see this story because they, they hit it, folks, for a while. And it's, it's coming out now, but uh, I, I, I rest assured, I bet you there's still people out there who don't know this story. So you got to go find it out. So... Okay, now let me move on to the uh, the I, I don't know what to call it the fun show the circus show uh, I I almost want to call it a PBS special that started last night um, the media is telling you it's the most wonderful Democrat convention ever performed I'm telling you it looked like a PBS fundraising special to help Biden's <laughs> I mean it it is is it's laughable what they put on last night but. Um, Folks, you can judge for yourself, um, but I, I want to point something out because it dawned on me. Uh, 
Uh, I had a lot of conversations in the past few days with a lot of business owners, and uh, and I've got to tell you, folks, all, I'm 99% of them were Trump supporters. 99% of them w- w- were undyingly ready to go vote for for Trump. Now, many of them would would. It's funny because the ones who didn't know me would always put a caveat in. Well, I don't really like what he says, or I don't like his demeanor, but I'm going to vote for him. And and then when I told them, look, you don't have to make excuses because I am a, a 100% a Trump supporter. Then they would open up and go, Oh my gosh, me too, me too, Trump, Trump, and. But almost every business owner I spoke to, so it made me feel really good. But I'm not that surprised because if you're a business owner and you vote Democrat, you might as well just hand your business and your money over to the Democrat Party and then go retire because you're not going to be in business for long if Biden wins. Um, but uh, but I, I talked to a lot of business owners, and it was really nice to see. And I tell you what, I talked to two businesses from Michigan. And they were hilarious because they kind of fished around and, and skirted around the issue until I told them, it's okay, you can talk to me. I'm a Trump supporter. And then they just opened up. Uh, they opened up on how ridiculous the governor is in Michigan, and they opened up on how much they support Trump. And they also, like a lot of them, told me that they won't admit to anyone else that they're going to vote for Trump except the very close circle around them. Um, and they told me that they believe Michigan is going to go bigger for Trump. And I believe that, too. Um, I really do, folks. But uh, but it was really interesting to see as I talked to people. And I did uh, – I talked not just to business owners, but I talked to some other people too who worked around in different jobs. And, and I just got a, an overwhelmingly response – an overwhelming response of Trump support. And, and it's great. Now, I say this because, like I've told you, my gut feeling is, is Trump's on his way to a landslide victory. But I want you to play like you're coming from behind. I want you as a voter, I, 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 you may feel like I do, confident, but I want you to fit, you just pretend like we're 10 or 20 points behind. And you continue to talk to your family, you continue to talk to your friends and explain to them why it's okay to vote for Trump. Talk to the Democrats who don't like Biden, who don't want their taxes increased, but they're yet, they're, they're afraid to say they're for Trump. Well, you tell them, nobody knows what you're going to do when you go into that polling booth. Uh, so, so just keep reminding them because, folks, we cannot get too overconfident. We just can't. We can't. There's there's a lot of uh, crazy, craziness out in the world, and, and, and if you sit at home because you think this election is in the bag, then you may hand this election to Biden. So we must, must, from here to November 3rd, we've got to treat like we're behind, treat it like we're behind. And if I knew a, a lot of good sports um, – Analogies, I'd, I'd throw some out right now, <laughs> but but uh, just pretend that uh, you're 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 uh, you're an extra time, and it is one to one, and you don't want to go to penalty kicks. You want to win this outright, and so you're throwing everything forward and doing everything you can to get that last goal. That's what this is like. Uh, and for football fans, you're you're down to the last ten seconds. You're on the one yard line. You're down by three. You got to punch it in. Uh, so how's that? That that should be a good analogy. Uh, so so you you've got to keep thinking that we're behind and act like we're behind and and make sure that you and everyone you can take to the polls with you goes and votes for Trump uh, because we've got to win. We just have to. So it dawned on me. It dawned on me over the weekend as I'm talking to these people and as I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, and as 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 I saw this uh, convention, Democrat convention unfold last night, it dawned on me that you know, Biden, it, it's just his turn. It, it seems like that's the way um, they're treating this now. Well, it's Biden's turn, uh, just as just as now, folks, hear me out here. It was Romney's turn 
for the Republicans. It was McCain's turn. See, folks, this is how the establishment works, and this is why I am infuriated with this establishment constantly. Now, you know I don't agree with the Democrat establishment, but I don't agree with the Republican establishment either uh, because they do the same thing. So, so let me tell you. Um, the Republicans do it and the Democrats do it. The establishments, they do it. They, if you're next in line, then you get to get the nomination. And that's Romney was next in line and he got the nomination in 2012. Uh, McCain was uh, next in line. He got the nomination in 08. Uh, Bob Dole was next in line. So he got the nomination of 96, I believe. Um, they were all Republicans. Al Gore, he was next in line. He got the nomination of 2000, uh, Democrat. Um, Clinton, Clinton was next. Well, actually, Obama jumped her, so so she was next in line. But then Obama kicked her to the curb, so he went in. And then, but then after that, Clinton was next in line, so she got to go. So the reason why I'm bringing this up, folks, is because every one of the names I just mentioned lost. So it the next in line that the establishment loves to put up and their nom- and, and nominate seems to always lose. Romney lost, McCain lost, Bob Dole lost, Al Gore lost, Hillary Clinton lost. And I'm going to sit here and tell you that Joe Biden is going to lose. Uh, so I, it's just a little, you know, some of the things that go on in my head. So I, that was just something that uh, hopefully when Trump lands in a landslide, some of you will go back and go, you know, I heard Victor point out that these establishment picked next in line uh, wannabe nominees or actually they get to be nominees, the, the next in line, they don't win, folks. They just don't win. Uh, so let's hope Biden joins that uh, that crowd. Uh, let's let's hope Biden, Biden joins the Romneys, the McCains, the Doles, the Gores, the Clintons. So uh, and, and we don't want to break this trend. So so anyway, that, that kind of went on in my head a little bit. Uh, so the next thing <laughs> that I got to get into is uh, since they started their – campaign um the the convention last night um i'm sure all of you are now aware that uh, sleepy joe hyden biden has picked uh, kamala kamala i'm gonna try to say it right so media matter doesn't blast me um because if you're a democrat you can mispronounce her name but if you're a conservative or or a republican or a libertarian and you mispronounce her name well then you're a racist uh so i think it's kamala Kamala, <laughs> just call her communist for short. <laughs> yeah, right. Now you, you could, you really could, and, and I'm going to get to that, David. Uh, so he chooses Kamala Harris. Now, folks, I told you a couple of months ago that was going to be that was my prediction that he was going to pick Kamala Harris. So I do have to pat myself on the back a little bit because he did choose Kamala Harris. Um, now I will tell you, it makes me laugh because I really, really can't believe that he chose her, ladies and gentlemen. Kamala Harris put more black people in jail in California than just about anybody on record. Uh, she put black men in jail uh, like a fat kid ordering donuts at a donut shop. I, I mean, uh, she <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, but you, she, she's got a horrible record, folks. Um, I mean. I'm not even going to get into too much. The uh, you know I put the title of the show is the Biden campaign goes heels up, folks. If you're aviation uh, lovers like I am, 
um, you, you're familiar with a term called wheels up. You know, if I if I've got a scheduled flight and I got to go jump on the plane, if I'm going to PDK Airport or any other airport, and I go jump on a plane, I'm I tell people ask me what time you leave, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be wheels up at two o'clock, or I'm going to be wheels up at four, or whatever. When I'm when I'm taking off, I'm wheels up, and um, so. Basically, any flight that I'm going to take, no matter where I'm going, I usually refer to, I tell people, yeah, I'm wheels up at such and such. And uh, so when I refer to the title of the show today as the Biden campaign goes heels up, I'm talking about heels in the terms of shoes that women wear. And I'm making a reference, yes, to Kamala Harris. And I'm not going to get in and harp on this a little bit, but you can look it up for yourself. I'll give you a name to look up. Look up Willie Brown. Uh, Willie Brown is a guy out in California that's 30. He's 30 years older than Kamala. And this is a guy that's very politically connected in California, and he's basically known as the kingmaker. Uh, so look him up. Uh, Willie Brown was married, and Kamala uh, broke, helped break up that marriage uh, because she was the mistress of Willie Brown. And, uh, in fact, I heard something today from The Godfather, and I nearly wrecked my car because The Godfather referred to Kamala Harris as the mattress of Willie Brown, Willie Brown's mattress. And I thought that was freaking hilarious. Um, but look it up, folks, and you'll see why I'm making that reference because it is, it is no secret. I'm not making this up, and I'm not, I'm not digging up information that hasn't been out there. Everybody in the political world knows how Kamala Harris climbed the ladder. So, again, I, yeah, so I like to have a clean show here, so I'm not going to get into it more than that. You can go look it up for yourself. Just go look up the early years of Kamala. Look up Willie Brown and Kamala. Just I'm telling you, do a Google search or a DuckDuckGo. Probably better yet, a DuckDuckGo search, and that's DuckDuckGo.com. Use that search engine and, and search uh, Willie Brown and Kamala Harris. Uh, and you'll you'll find everything that I'm saying and why I refer to the Biden campaign as the heels up campaign now. So so anyway, uh, that's just one of the areas that's probably going to come out. Um, actually, you know, whatever. I hope they don't harp too much on it because there's plenty of of other things that are more important to harp on with Kamala Harris, uh, like her track record, uh, the fact that she's put more black people in jail, the fact that she hid evidence to keep black people in jail, uh, the fact that when when some people were supposed to be let out of jail. She kept them in for longer. Um, those, there's, there's issues like that. I, I really want this campaign to be about issues, so I hope that's what they focus on. Um, there's also um, her, her voting record. She is listed as the one of the, if not the most liberal voter in the Senate. Um, folks, that's to the left of Bernie Socialist Sanders. Um, you can't get any more socialist than that. Uh, so. Just pay attention to what she's saying um, and what she wants to do. Uh, but go back and look at her voting record. You know, I tell you all the time, look at the actions of Democrats because the Democrats are never going to tell you the truth. They're going to give you pretty words, pretty phrases, and they're going to tell you it's for the children. And then they're going to go do the most socialist thing they can do in their actions and, the, and their policy. You just uh, I'm telling you, just go look at her voting record. Um, when they tell you Kamala Harris is middle of the road. When they tell you she's a centrist and they're trying to, they're trying to redefine her, folks. They're trying to, again, the Democrat party and the media is lying to you, the voter, because they think you're too stupid to open your eyes and see the truth. 
the the Democrat Party and the media is are the epitome of pay no attention to the truth you see in this hand because I'm just going to distract you with what we're going to pretend is real in the other hand. Um, you want to talk about sleight of hand. Uh, again, folks, they are trying uh, – last night was just laughable because they they spent last night with their video recorded messages, folks, not live messages. Most of those were recorded because they didn't want to make any mistakes. Uh, they didn't want to have any misspeaks. <laughs> so so they did these recordings. Um, Michelle Obama couldn't have, couldn't be bothered to not only go to Wisconsin – Oh, no, no. Couldn't be bothered to do that. Do you think Michelle – look, folks, many of you out there thought that Michelle Obama was going to be the VP pick. And, and a lot of you thought, oh, they're going, to, they're, going to, they're going to move Biden and put her as the presidential nominee. And I kept telling you, no, it's not going to happen because Michelle Obama loves her elitist life. Michelle Obama wants to live how she tells you you can't live. You can't have three houses, but she can. You can't have big SUVs and everything you want, but she can. You can't have all the nice restaurants and everything and, and the nicest chef, but she can't. You can't use as much power as you want on your home, but she can. You can't build a $12 million home, but she can't. She doesn't want to leave that life, folks, and that's why I told you she would not be the VP pick, nor would she be the nominee for the Democrat Party. She doesn't want to leave the elitism. Michelle Obama and Barack Obama are richer than they've ever been before. They are very, 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 very wealthy, and they did it off the backs of the taxpayer. They got into government, and they used their power and influence to start accumulating wealth. Now, look, folks, I, I love it when people can, can develop wealth and accrue wealth, but I think you should do it by working and, and, and providing a product or providing a service. Say what you will about Donald J. Trump. Not one penny of Donald J. Trump's wealth came from government. Not one penny of his wealth came from the taxpayer. Folks, every penny, I don't care. You tell me he went bankrupt and this, that, and the other, whatever. He used the laws on the, of the land to perform the businesses that he performed and, and run the businesses that he ran. But every dollar that man made has made has come from a business. Uh, and don't give me this. He got a million-dollar loan from a big deal. He got a loan from his dad. Maybe you got a loan from the SBA. Maybe you got a loan from, from a, a small community bank. You got to start somewhere. But anybody that can take a loan, whether it be $1,000 or a $1 million, and turn it into a billion dollars, then you're doing something right. But when you join government, when you've been of meager earnings your whole life, Joe Biden uh, and uh, Barack Obama, Michelle, and then you get to government, and then somehow during your serving of the people, you became a millionaire, Bernie Sanders, a multimillionaire. You're doing it off the backs of the taxpayer. You're doing it at the uh, at, at, because of power and influence that the people of this country have given you. And that's never what politics is supposed to be. And uh, so I, I will never, ever, ever am I going to say, oh, uh, I don't like the way uh, Trump says this, so I'm going to go for Biden, the guy who's made a living, and not only for himself, but his son has gotten very wealthy off the backs of the taxpayers. Uh, so folks, it's, it's, it's unbelievable striking the difference we have right now in Biden Biden versus Donald J. Trump. And again, I don't care what you think about Biden. I don't care what you think about Trump. 
What you should care about is policy. And what you should care about, one of them has been in politics for 50 years or almost 50 years. One of them, Joe Sleepy Hyden Biden, has been in politics for 49 years. Folks, how can you listen to a man who spent all his life in politics and think he's going to solve the problems that he helped cause? All right, folks, we're going to go to a break right now. We will be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. Want to give your family, our loved one, the perfect gift? Then go online and check out the TornadoBodyDryer.com. I love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower. The Tornado Body Dryer is super. You'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, Just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. Welcome back. This is America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armendariz, and this is the On Point with Victor show. Look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. So let me mention a few other things. Let let me get into some of the things that you're going to hear about Kamala Harris and why I think this is just such a – that this is basically the Democrats have shot themselves in the foot again. Just like when Hillary picked Tim Kaine, I mean, that – I again, why on earth she back then picked Tim Kaine and thought that was going to help her? I mean, it's just it, – the, the mind of a Democrat, just when I think I have it figured out, then they go and do something crazy like uh, pick – like Biden picking Kamala Harris. But let's be, let's be honest. Biden didn't pick Kamala Harris. Biden learned who his running mate was going to be about five minutes before you and I learned – um, if, if I had to put money down, I'd tell you that Obama picked her, that Barack uh, Obama uh, basically told Bernie Sanders or got together with Bernie Sanders because, pe- look, folks, the people that are controlling Joe Biden are the Sanders people and the Barack Obama people. Um, they are pulling Joe's strings, and I've told you before um, – Bernie Sanders has his hand so far up the derriere of of uh, Biden that he has to carry uh, extra lube uh, because he's he, he's there are controlling Biden and 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 I would venture to say that Sanders and Obama got together they picked Kamala Harris and then they told uh, Jill and then Jill told Joe. And then Joe told the rest of us. Folks, if you don't believe me, go look at the video. Look up the video when Joe Biden uh, 
called Kamala on their little internet connection there and and told her that she was the VP pick. If you go watch that video, and, and you may have to look at several videos because a lot of the media tried to cover it up, uh, but I caught it immediately when I saw it. But first I heard it, then I went and looked at it because when I heard it, it's the my first inclination when I heard Biden talking to Kamala to tell her she was the nominee, it sounded to me that he was reading, uh, that he was reading from a card. And then I went and looked, and sure, sure enough, folks, he made the phone call to Kamala Harris, and he had Kamala Harris, and he had a note card, and was reading from it. Joe Biden couldn't make a simple phone call to Kamala Harris to tell her that she was his pick for nominee, folks. If that doesn't tell you that he didn't know until they told him. So, folks, when I sit here and tell you that Joe Biden is on decline, he is on decline. And I really, really feel sorry for him. I've said this before, folks. What they're doing to Joe Biden is awful. And that man doesn't deserve it. You may not agree with his politics because I sure don't. But he doesn't deserve to be treated the way he's being treated by his own party, his own wife, and and all the people around him that are so power hungry that they're propping him up, thinking that they're going to be able to get into power by using him. It, It really is sad. Joe Biden is on the decline. If you don't believe me, go back a few years ago and look at some of Joe Biden's speeches. Again, I don't, be, don't don't agree with him, and you may not either, but if you want to see an example, go back a few years. Uh, Joe Biden, yes, he, he, he would make some stupid statements. Uh, Joe Biden is the guy that said that the Republicans were going to put blacks back in chains. Joe Biden's the guy that said you couldn't walk into a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you had an Indian accent. And how funny that he picks Kamala Harris now, whose mother is from India, and, and, and she's the running mate now of the guy who said, you can't walk into a Dunkin' Donuts or a 7-Eleven unless you have an Indian accent. Some of the stuff he said. But my point is, go back and look. He was very uh, um, coherent. He could get out and give a speech, and he could be uh, energetic, and he was able to deliver a speech. And he'd say some stupid stuff, but he could, but he could speak. And listen to him now. He can't do that, folks. He is in mental decline. Um, I, he doesn't know where he is all the time. Uh, there's, there's, you can just look at videos and see that in the past six months. And the fact that they're using him the way they're using him is, is awful, folks. And, it, and, and it, it just, I just can't believe that his family's allowing it to happen. I really can't. But, but then again, you got to think about it like this. Biden's family has gotten extremely wealthy off of government. So if you have to choose livelihood or take care of Joe, I guess you're going to – they're choosing livelihood. They're choosing government power. That's what they're choosing. Um, and, folks, if you doubt me, not only go watch the video to see that he's reading a, a simple phone call to tell Kamala, Kamala Harris that she's the nominee. He had to read that. Go listen to when they were making the connection of the call, when they were all going, am I connected? Are you connected? Are you there? Are you there? Not once did they address Joe and ask Joe, can you hear us? Every time they were, Jill, can you hear us? Jill, we're here. Jill, Jill. Well, if you don't know, Jill is her husband, uh, <laughs> is his wife. Um, I'm talking about Jill Biden. And if you think that Joe Biden is all there and, and 100% cognitive, 
then he could answer his own. He could answer those questions, and he could have made that connection, and he could have told Kamala Harris that she's the VP pick without reading it. But he couldn't do that. He he had to read it, and then when they're like I said, if you go to the beginning and look at when they're making the connection, uh, they were all addressing Jill, not Joe. And Joe's supposed to be the uh, the the next president, folks. It's 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 sad. It's sad. It really is. Um, so. Those are just some of the things to look for. But let me get into some things about, about Kamala Harris. Now, I've already told you she put more black people in jail. So, so how, how is that going to go over with, with black folks? And they, they think that she is the next Obama. Um, and, and I'm telling you, folks, Obama picked her because they think she can be the next Obama. They think Kamala can walk into a room and go, oh, I'm you, I'm you, I'm you, I'm you. She can just appro- culture appropriate to whoever she needs to be. Uh, I mean, it's just funny. And you're going to see this. You're going to see this. Remember that I said this. Um, so she put more black people in jail. That's not going to bode well. She, uh, uh, she's not African-American, folks. I mean, this is going to be funny. Watch the media as they trip over themselves, just like that journalist who interviewed the Canadian hockey player, and she kept asking him, what's it like being an African-American hockey player? And he kept going, I'm Canadian. And she kept going, oh, right, but what's it like being an African-American playing hockey? And he said, I'm Canadian. And finally he looked at her and said, lady, I'm not American. I'm Canadian. Uh, it just blew that journalist's mind. Well, this is what you're going to get with Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, and and the media now, because the media is going to keep wanting to frame her as African American, but folks, she's not. Now, some of you might be going, but Vic, but Victor, but Victor, but Victor, she's black. Yeah, she's black. Her father's from Jamaica. The last I checked, Jamaica is a Caribbean nation, not on the African continent. It's in the Caribbean. Her father's Jamaican, and her mother is from India. So she can be Asian American, she can be Jamaican American, but she ain't African American, folks. So that's that that is going to be hilarious to watch the media trip over themselves as they try to refer to her as African American. It's already been happening, and it just makes me laugh. And this is the problem you get when you live and die by identity politics. When you live and die like the Democrat Party does. Everybody's got to be in a box. You're a black this. You're a Hispanic this. You're oh, you're white. You're out of here. Uh, you're Asian this. You're you're brown. You're yellow. You're you're everything but white uh, because they don't apparently they don't want to have anything to do with white people anymore, uh, except for their nominee for president. They love having the old white guy up there. Um, so I mean, you know that brings me. I this brings me to another thing, folks. Here's another thing that I, I can't help but ask myself as I watch all of this. For the, the whole weekend, the media was, was just beside themselves going, it's historic. Kamala Harris, it's so historic. This black lady with, with an Indian mother, oh, it's historic. The first Asian American uh, to be VP. The first this, the first that. It's historic, you see, because she's the VP nominee. Well, ladies and gentlemen, do you remember... Because I'm old enough to remember a few short months ago when Kamala Harris was a candidate for president. She was a she was in the I don't know the 120 Democrats that were running for president in the primary. Where was the media then? It wasn't historic then when Kamala Kamala Harris was a nominee for president. That wasn't historic. No, 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 no. That wasn't historic, folks, because we had to get the old white guy up there. Uh, 
So, so I can't help my common sense, my logical brain can't help but ask, where was the historicness? Where was all this love and adulation for Kamala Harris a few months ago when she was running for the top of the ticket? The Democrat Party that tells you day in and day out, they tell you, they tell me, they tell the world that they are the party of diversity. Diversity first. That should be their motto. Diversity first. Qualifications be damned. Um, uh, experience be damned because diversity first. This is what the Democrat Party has been telling us for years. But yet there was no love and adulation for Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris just a few months ago when she was actually running for the nomination of president. Wasn't she the first one eliminated? And per our perfect, awesome comment from our IT, IT guy, yes, she was our, uh, she was the first to be eliminated. So you had a uh, 120 or whatever Democrats running for the primary and the black girl who now is loved and adored and is historic was the first one out. She was the first one out. She couldn't even garner 2% of the vote in the primary. In fact, I don't even think she made it to a primary vote state. I think she was out before they even started voting. So here you have. So again, folks, this woman right now who is the nominated for, for VP, now the media is telling you it's historic. They love her to death. She's the first this, the first that. But a few months ago, they wanted no part of Kamala Harris. They didn't want her near the top of that ticket. So you got to ask yourself why. Why did they bypass the black girl? Why did the party of diversity first? Why did they bypass the black girl from California who was the first one on the bus that went to the desegregated school as she so astutely pointed out to Biden in the debate as she accused Biden of being a racist? Why did they bypass her? And go with the oldest, whitest guy on that stage next to Bernie Sanders. The two people who were the finalists in the Democrat primary were the two oldest, whitest dudes that were running out of a couple of Hispanics that were running. I believe, uh, uh, um, um, gosh, I believe an Indian. Oh, where was Tulsi Gabbard? I'm, I'm not going to remember, but she was a woman of color. Uh, Kamala Harris was a woman of color. Um, I would put Warren in this, but I'm more Indian than Focahontas, so I can't include her. But but the point, uh, Cory Booker, last I checked, he was a black man. But the party that tells you diversity first couldn't go with any of the people of color, any of the candidates of color, not the black, not the Asians, not the Hispanics, couldn't go with those guys. Oh, no. They had to get behind the old white guy and put him at the top while telling you they're the party of diversity. And, and, and again, Kamala Harris, the first one out, no love and adulation for her during the nomination process. But now, now she's the VP pick. And oh, now they've got to convince you. Again, pretend this didn't happen over here. Pretend this history didn't happen. Because now you just got to understand that, that it's historic. It's amazing. We love Kamala Harris. We loved her for Kamala Harris from the beginning. That's what they want you to think, folks. But you have to ask yourself, what was wrong with Kamala Harris before that what's changed to now? Uh, all right, folks, I'm going to get into a little bit more when we come back. So uh, stay right there. We'll be right back here listening to On Point with Victor.
If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. And we're back, folks. Hey, listen, folks, I need to say, uh, I need to get it. I, I want to deviate just for a moment. And um, there's a couple of things. Um, I have some great listeners in Florida. And and they, they sent me a concern, well, pointed out something to me that concerned them. So I want to put something to rest. You guys know that I give Lindsey Graham a really hard time. Uh, I give McConnell a hard time. Ben Sat. I give most of the establishment Republicans a very hard time. Uh, but I want to make something clear that maybe I didn't make clear before. Um, I, if you're in South Carolina, you have to vote for Lindsey Graham. Uh, so don't misunderstand when I say that I can't wait for Lindsey Graham to be gone. That is true. Uh, but I want a good young conservative to take him out in the primary so that he can, they, that person can be elected in a, in a national or a national election. Um, but at this point in time, Lindsey Graham is the nominee for the Republican Party and Lindsey Graham is, is going to be in a fight for his life for the Senate seat, um, come November. So don't misunderstand. You absolutely got to vote for Lindsey Graham in uh, in November if you're in South Carolina. We cannot afford to let the Democrats gain a Senate seat. In fact, we as the Republican Party needs to gain more seats. So, so don't misunderstand me. Look, I, I will give Lindsey Graham credit where when he deserves it, and he does deserve credit for what he did uh, during the hearings for Kavanaugh. Uh, and I, I mean, I know why he did it. 
uh, partially, but I'm not going to get into that now. But but I, I I will give him credit because he fought for Kavanaugh harder than just about anybody else, and and that was good for him. Uh, I would like to see him start putting his money where his mouth is in regards to subpoenas and going after uh, the the people who went after Trump. So I want to see him do more. Um, but like I said, no matter how much I rail against the establishment. Right now, I I would not as bad as the establishment Republicans can be. I do not want to replace them with establishment socialist Marxist Democrats. So please understand, and and my great listener in Florida, <laughs> um, just understand that yes, I I'm 100 behind Lindsey Graham for his reelection. Uh, but down the road, I do hope we can replace him with a younger conservative who will fight harder than he does. But but for now, you got to vote for Lindsey Graham if you're in South Carolina. So I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, and I also want to say to folks, if you have any questions for me or anything, you can email me at victor at americaswebradio.com, victor at americaswebradio.com. I'm not going to make you spell my last name, so it's just victor at americaswebradio.com. If you have a question for the GM uh, or the owner, uh, gm at americaswebradio.com. And if you like what you're hearing, please become a sponsor of the show. Uh, we, we could really use the help, folks. Trust me. Uh, we can't do this for free. So uh, if you want to be an advertiser, a sponsor, or anything, or if you just want to throw us some money uh, on a monthly basis, you can be a patron. Uh, you can do so. Just reach out, gm at americaswebradio.com or victor at americaswebradio.com. All right. Let me get back to uh, David. Yeah, I, uh, obviously, being a few days older than you. Go just back a few. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, go back when... I really had a lot of respect and thought the guy was really a nice guy and good, but it's been a long time since I've been as disappointed in someone as I was the former Republican governor of Ohio. Oh. And uh, I just, you you know, I liked him better when he had the wart on his nose. You'd be talking about John Kasich. I'd be talking about Mr. Kasich. Look, David, I John Kasich has has now reached uh, Romney doucheness. Um, I I know I have some listeners in Ohio, oddly enough, um, because this show reaches a lot of people. Uh, but they uh, they're into politics. In fact, um, I know one of the listeners. She is on the city council in an Ohio town, and uh, they warned me about Kasich years ago. And and I like you, David. At the time, I thought, well, Kasich seems like a good guy. He seems, you know, he seems like a um, he's had a pretty good record for a while. But they were warning me, and boy, they were right. Uh, the John Kasich, folks. It, I don't even waste your time looking him up because it'll just tick you off. But last night, and what David's alluding to, I'm pretty sure you're alluding to this, David. He stood. He well, he did a recorded speech for the Democrat convention, and he sat there and was trying to tell Republicans that they can go vote for Biden because he knows the measure of a man. Uh, I don't even want to get into what he's talking about there, but. He's trying to convince you that you can go vote for Biden because Biden's some kind of moderate and centrist. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make this easy for you. Uh, and let me tell you why John Kasich is such a whiny little baby, and I'm trying to be nice and clean, uh, who's so upset that he couldn't win. A career politician that he is couldn't win, but an outsider like Donald Trump could win. 
Uh, John Kasich hasn't gotten over that. Uh, John Kasich leads the Never Trumper group. John Kasich, ladies and gentlemen, was never a conservative. You cannot tell me you're for lower taxes, you're pro-business, uh, you're for the military, that you're for the police, you're for first responders. You can't tell me all of that and then tell me to go vote for Biden. You just can't. And before that, he was telling people to vote for Hillary. Uh, look, folks, John Kasich's words fall on deaf ears, thank God, because he was governor of Ohio and didn't go to the Republican convention in 2016. And the people of Ohio overwhelmingly voted for Donald J. Trump. And I think that's going to happen again. But Dow, he was out giving his speech last night and telling you that you can go vote. Don't worry. Uh, Biden is a, is a moderate. He's not going to go radical left. Biden has been on the radical left ever since he's lost his mind. And, and I, I'm sorry, but that's just what's happening. And, Bernie Sanders, the socialist of the left, is controlling Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders has control of this party, make no mistake. Um, just listen to Biden. Biden is for the Green New Deal. Folks, the Green New Deal is as socialist, as Marxist as you can get. Uh, Biden has said he wants to raise taxes on everybody. Uh, Biden wants to chase jobs away because he wants to put regulations everywhere. He wants to put environmental regulations to stop drilling. Joe Biden has said he will end drilling. He will end fracking. Kamala Harris has said she will end drilling. She will end fracking. Where the heck do you think you're going to get the power to power up your unicorn electric cars? Because you can't do it without fossil fuels. Uh, so don't tell me that Joe Biden's not a socialist, leftist, radical whack job when he's promoting their initiatives. Uh, so when 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 John Kasich speaks, you need to just laugh at him like like the rest of us are doing. Uh, he's a big disappointment, and folks, like I said, he's not a conservative. Any never Trumper who tells you they're a conservative, they're lying to you. If you can't, I don't care if you don't like Trump's demeanor. I don't care if you don't think Trump is presidential. What you need to worry about is policy. And Donald Trump's policy gave us the lowest black unemployment in history, the lowest Hispanic employment in history, the lowest Asian employment in history, the most women in the workforce in history. Um, there's just check mark after check mark after check mark of what a fantastic economy that, ladies and gentlemen, through eight years of Obama, the people who were hurting the most were the people who were below, not rich people. They weren't hurting at all under Obama. The middle class was hurting under Obama. The, the lower middle class was hurting. The union workers were hurting. All of these people were hurting under the Obama-Biden regime. But under Trump, in three and a half years under Donald Trump, before this pandemic hit, those very people that the Democrats say they care about had more jobs, more wealth, more opportunity than in any time in history. And that was under Donald J. Trump. So if you're a conservative out there and you're a never-Trumper, you're not a conservative and you never have been. Because if you can't put people first, if you can't put people over before your feelings over orange man bad, then you're not a conservative. Because conservatism cares about people. Conservatism wants everybody to succeed. Conservatism wants black people, brown people, yellow people, red people, all people to succeed. Conservatism and libertarianism and constitutionalism doesn't see color, folks. We see Americans. We see people. 
We see citizens of the greatest country in the world. That's what we see. And we want all people, even the ones who disagree with us, we want them all to succeed in this land of opportunity. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is still the land of opportunity. This is still the greatest country on planet Earth. Because this country can live through uh, leftist Democrats. We can. Because in this country, we can all go to the polling the, the, the polling place and pull a lever and change the direction of this country, uh, and, which is what we did in 2016. And we're going to go in November, and we're going to vote for America again. We're going to vote for the strength of the United States. We're going to vote for the citizens of the United States. We're going to put the citizens first. The citizens of the United States should come before anybody. We're going to put the military, the might, and the the men and women that make up the most feared, the greatest fighting force on the planet, we're going to put them first because we're going to vote for Donald J. Trump. Not because we like what Donald Trump says, not because we we think that – you know he's a, we we agree with sometimes he can be mean to people no that doesn't matter what matters is policy what matters is keeping this country the land of the free ladies and gentlemen where are you going to run when the US isn't here anymore there there are people all over this world still dying every day trying to get to this country because it's the land of opportunity still to this day this is the only country that has a document that limits what the government can do to their people. This is the country where we the people give power to representatives. We the people in this country set the power limits because of the constitution of the people we elect. We just need to get enough people to realize that they need to go vote in November um, and vote for freedom, vote for liberty. Ladies and gentlemen, a party in this country, the Democrat Party, that is running, telling you they want to take away your right to make your own decisions, a party that's telling you that they, the government, who can't run a post office, the United States government post office has been in debt and running in the red, never making money, I don't know how many years. The very government bureaucrats that can't run a U.S. Postal Service wants to run your health care. Folks, that party is not for freedom and liberty. So just take it from me. We haven't lost this country yet. And we can get her back to that, to be that shining city on the hill. That light can burn bright again. And folks, it's gonna burn bright. Because on November 4th, when you wake up, freedom and liberty is going to ring again. It's absolutely going to ring again. And, and folks, we're about to the end of the show here, so stay tuned for Roger B. with Locked and Loaded. And I'm sure he's going to talk about something he just actually pointed out to me, which I, I heard about earlier today. The, the VA, the Veterans Administration, they don't use the United States Postal Service to mail things. Important papers. Important papers. They use FedEx. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll tune in. Please tune in next week. We will be back now. Stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.